Welcome to Leading Lights. You are about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello, my name is Rob McFarlane and I'm the pastor of River Church. The title of my sermon today is Escaping from the Snare. In Psalm 124 verse 7, reading from the New International Version, it says, We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. In this verse, we see that an enemy, the fowler, wants to trap us, the bird, in his snare. But God wants to break the snare and he wants us to escape into freedom. As a boy growing up in Zimbabwe, I used to enjoy making traps for birds. They were simple traps. All you needed was a bit of seed, a shoebox, a stick, and a string. You would essentially put the seed on the ground, and then you would get the box and prop it up with the stick. You would then attach a piece of string to the stick, and you would wait at a distance away. And you would wait and wait and wait until the birds came and wanted to get to the seed. And the idea was that as the bird went under the box to eat the seed, you would pull the string, which would cause the, the stick to move and the box to fall and trap the birds. I was not very successful. In fact, let me be 100% honest. I was not successful at all. I never caught a bird in this way, but I had lots of fun. Our enemy, the devil, is far more successful than I was as a little boy. He uses his traps or his snares to capture us, to try and control us. And today we're going to look at three snares the enemy uses to trap us. We'll also look at how to escape from the enemy's snare. So snare or trap number one is temptation. Let's read James chapter 1 verse 12 to 15 from the New King James Version of the Bible. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. We see from these verses that God wants us to overcome temptation and get the crown of life. He's not the one who tempts us. We have an enemy who tempts us. And the enemy uses our own desires. He causes us to be drawn aside. And he wants to entrap us. And the end result, it says, is death. Now, sin is simply when we try and get a legitimate need met in an illegitimate fashion. When we have a, a human desire that we want to get fulfilled and we look for that to be fulfilled in the wrong way or in the wrong place. Like we saw in these verses, 
Temptation is being enticed to sin through the promise of pleasure or gain. And sin always promises to serve and please, but only ever enslaves and dominates. But God always provides a way of escape out of temptation. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Reading from the New International Version, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Whenever we face temptation, God always provides a way of escape. He always provides a way out. He's faithful. And you and I need to take the gap. We need to take the way out. If you find yourself in a place where you, where you feel you're being drawn into a trap of temptation, well, let me give you three simple ways you can deal with it. Number one, get scriptures from the Bible that speak into that. Begin to think about them, memorize them, uh, ponder on them. Let those come out of your mouth when you're tempted. Be like Jesus and say, it is written. So you can overcome the temptation. Number two, spend time in prayer. Jesus said, pray that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Start spending time in prayer, praying about it, bringing that before God and asking him to strengthen you spiritually so you can overcome. And finally, walk in the light with a trusted Christian friend, someone that uh, can pray with you, can stand with you. We need to understand that so often the power of sin is in its secrecy. And when we bring it into the light, we can be free. So the first trap we've seen the enemy uses, the first snare he uses is temptation. And God always provides a way out. Number two, the fear of man. Proverbs 29 verse 25 from in the New International Version says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The fear of man is living to please people, being so concerned about what people might think or what people might say. And that is a snare, the Bible says. But if we want to be safe, let's put our trust in the Lord. I've struggled with this in my life, where I felt a pressure to please people. But the problem is you can never please everyone. You find yourself in a place where you will always disappoint someone. And I've learned the best way to live is to live to please God. And I would say that's the way of escape from this snare or this trap is to live to please God. And if we live to please God, we won't be rude or disrespectful towards others, but it will cause us to treat others with respect and dignity, even when we disagree. Let's look at Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, reading from the New International Version. It says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, 
I would not be a servant of Christ. These verses tell us that if we live to please people, we will actually not be effective servants of Christ. But if we live to serve Christ, we will end up being able to minister to people like Paul did and, uh, and in the Bible and be effective in our ministry. So the second trap we've seen the enemy wants to use to ensnare us is the fear of man, being concerned, overly concerned about what other people think. And the way of escape is to live to please God. Number three, offense. Let's look at Proverbs 19 verse 11 from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it's to his glory to overlook an offense. It's so easy for us to become offended. And offense is one of the traps that the enemy uses. In fact, the word offense in the original Greek is the same word that's used for a stick that's used in a trap. It's the stick that holds up the box that when that is pulled and it falls, we are entrapped. It's the same word that's used for a snare. And it is used to catch us or trap us. We live in a, in a time in history where people are easily offended. It's almost like people are looking for reasons to be offended by what other people say or what other people do. There's such a pressure on us to take offense. And my friend, I want to ask you, are you easily offended? Offense is a trap. Offense is like a seed that if not dealt with will grow into a root of bitterness. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. In the English Standard Version, it puts it this way. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. The Passion Translation puts the second part of that verse this way. And make sure no one lives with the root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. And it's too easy for us to take offense. And when we take offense, it's a seed that is planted in our hearts and if not dealt with, begins to grow and causes bitterness. And that starts to affect our thinking, our responses, and it starts to affect those that we speak to around us. And like it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it will poison the hearts of many. How do we overcome offense? How do we escape from offense? And if it's developed in our hearts into a form of bitterness, how do we escape? Well, the Bible says that we should forgive. We should let it drop. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 reading from the English Standard Version says this, 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. We see from these verses, the fruit of bitterness is wrath, anger, clamor, slander. And we should put these things away from us because they are malicious. They will damage us and they will damage those around us. But instead, we should be kind, tender-hearted and forgiving, just as God in Christ has forgiven us. And Jesus has forgiven us of so much. And we have lived in so many ways that could have been offensive to God and have been offensive to God, but he has chosen to forgive us. Let's follow him and let's do the same. If you have taken offense over something, don't let that fester and grow in your heart. Choose to forgive, to let it drop and to move on. Let's become free from the fowler's snare. So today we've seen three ways the enemy tries to entrap us and three ways that God makes it possible for us to escape from those traps. We've seen he uses temptation and God always provides a way of escape from temptation. Let's take the way of escape. Secondly, we saw that he uses the fear of man, being concerned about what people think and the way to escape is to put our trust in God, to live to please God. And then finally we saw that he uses offense. And if offense is not dealt with, it grows into bitterness. And the only way to be free from offense and the effect of offense being bitterness is to forgive, to let it drop. And to forgive in the same manner and in the same way, with the same generosity, that God has forgiven us. So let's pray. And as we do, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants you to do as a result of what you've heard in today's sermon. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are a good God, that you want us to be free, to escape from the fowler's snare. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to show us, are there areas that we need to deal with today? Are we facing temptation? Help us recognize the way of escape, to take the way of escape and to be free. We ask for your strength. We ask for your insight in Jesus' name. Lord, if we've been struggling with the fear of man, we bring it to you today. And we ask that you'd help us to put our trust in you and to live to please you. To respect others, even if we disagree with them. But not to be controlled by what we think other people think about us. And Lord, if we've taken offense, if we have not overlooked an offense, but picked it up, we ask that you would help us to take that seed of offense or that root of bitterness and to uproot it through forgiveness. We ask that you would help us to forgive others as you have forgiven us in Jesus' precious name. We ask for your help in these areas. And our desire is that everyone who's listening to this message 
would walk in the freedom that you intended, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. Speak to us now, Holy Spirit. Show us what you want us to do. In Jesus' precious name, amen. As we close, I would like to speak the blessing over you from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you. God bless you. The best is yet to come. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.